KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, August 1st. Sandag CEO talks about plans to resign. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. There's a slight chance of rain and thunderstorms in the county today. The National Weather Service says the weather is expected to be humid, but cooler than recent temps. Temperatures will be in the low 80s today and are expected to cool down a little over the next couple of days. San Diego's Fire Rescue Department will soon have more control over the city's emergency medical services. The City Council voted unanimously yesterday to allow the Fire Department to take over billing and dispatch responsibilities from ambulance contractor Felk. Fire officials also plan to contract some ambulance hours to American Medical Response to ensure response times are being met. The Fire Department believes this new system will bring in around $6 million in extra revenue to reinvest back into the 911 system. Former NFL and SDSU star punter Matt Adisa has filed a defamation suit against the young woman who accused him of rape. The woman says it happened at a house party near the SDSU campus in October 2021 when she was 17 years old. The DA's office declined to press criminal charges in December, citing a lack of evidence. Adisa's accuser sued him and four others in civil court last August for gang rape. In his countersuit filed Friday, Adisa claims the woman initiated the sex and boasted about having sex with him to her friend. In a statement, the woman's attorney, Dan Gillian, called the suit one of the most egregious cases of victim bashing I've seen in a long time. The outgoing CEO of Sandag spoke to KPBS yesterday. There is no secret that there is animosity between some board members and myself, and I felt maybe the next CEO, he or she, will have a better time uh, dealing with, uh, with this board. More on that interview coming up just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diego County's top transportation official is stepping down at the end of the year. Hassani Krata was hired as CEO of Sandag, the county's transportation planning agency, in 2018. He is the most progressive leader the agency has ever seen, pushing for more spending on public transit and less on freeways. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen spoke with Ikrata about his decision to leave. You started this job at Sandag just about five years ago. Why are you deciding to leave now? Well, Andrew, the, you know, you always debate when is the right time. 
Uh, in five years, uh, we set out to de define a vision for the future, which we did. We set out uh, the priorities, which is to finish the mid-coast rally, which we did on time, on budget, to bring Gota Mesa to, to cut ground and start the design, which we're doing right now, and to get the funding needed to start the Lausanne environmental and design work, which we did, and to finally start the environmental work for the airport connection to rail. We did all of those. Uh, and just to be very frank, there is no secret that there is an animosity between some board members and myself. And I felt maybe uh, with the next person, the next CEO, he or she, will have a better time uh, dealing with, uh, with this board so they can continue the journey and can achieve more instead of spending a lot of time you know, uh, fighting a uh, political fight. You came right out and said it. You know, you have been the target of some attacks from conservatives on the board in particular. Why do you think that your tenure at Sandag was marked by so much controversy? I'm going to repeat something the CEO of Apple, former CEO of Apple said, Steve Jobs. He said, uh, if you want to make people happy, go sell ice cream. Don't lead. Leading is a messy business. I think part of it is they heard the idea that they never heard before. Uh, let us provide a multimodal transportation system where people have choices. Let's provide a system where your kids, your grandkids can bike without uh, having a fear of getting hit by a car. So all those ideas, while they're not novel, they're not new, were threatening to the status quo, which is expand my highways. And the minute they hear that, I think things started. And let me say, it's not one party or the other. You know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say um, um, both sides um, were threatened by big infrastructure projects. That's going to cost money. That's going to require us to get into areas that's politically not popular. And, and that's where it started. So uh, as I told uh, you before and I told your colleagues, we did the amazing thing despite the dysfunctional board. And frankly, have I played the politics with the board? None of these things I just mentioned would have been done. One criticism that I've heard from folks, even from folks who share your vision for the future of transportation here, is that your style is very brash and confrontational and that perhaps if you had played the political game more strategically that you could have accomplished more. Do you have any response to that criticism? I would ask these people to define what I'm not, I didn't come here to play games. <laughs> I definitely was brought here to town by uh, Mayor Faulkner and him and I had a conversation before I decided to apply for the job. And Mayor Faulkner, I told him, Mayor, I'm about doing big stuff, big ideas, big vision. Are you ready for me? And he said yes. And I'm grateful he said yes. So I didn't come here to play political games. I will say, yeah, it would be much better if, if I were to say, let us, let us build a consensus to, in, to a point where a board of directors could agree. But honestly, that would have been a waste of time because the lines were drawn very early. You either expand my highways or don't talk to me. And the other side is either do everything that I ask you or don't talk to me. And I didn't think both worlds is good for San Diego. That was Sandag CEO Hassani Krata speaking with KPBS Metro reporter Angie Bowen. After Ikrata officially resigns on December 29th, 
He plans to move back to L.A. and teach university classes in engineering and urban policy. Enforcement of San Diego's recently passed unsafe camping ordinance is now in effect. Reporter Jacob Ayer says it prohibits tent encampments in many places throughout the city. Spread across the city, there are some new signs that let people know there's no more unsafe camping allowed in certain areas, like parks, canyons, and near schools, transit stations, and homeless shelters. Homeless advocate Michael McConnell says people living on the streets are going to be negatively impacted by the unsafe camping ordinance due to a lack of shelter beds. It's, it's going to do the same thing as the other existing laws do. It's just going to move people from one place to another. The ordinance bans tent camping in all public spaces throughout the city if shelter beds are available. Enforcement will be conducted by San Diego police officers and includes a progressive approach, from warnings to citations, and if needed, arrests. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. A San Diego researcher finds lowering food prices as a product nears the expiration date could significantly reduce organic food waste. Environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. California's push to turn organic food waste into compost is squarely aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions from landfills. A new UC San Diego study by Robert Sanders suggests grocery stores and restaurants can do more to reduce waste. If you walk into any grocery retailer in the U.S., most of the perishables are going to have the exact same price the moment they got there to the moment they expire and end up landfilled. And uh, that's a problem. Sanders says drop the price as the expiration date nears and stores boost chances of making a sale. Retailers could also boost profits by selling more items instead of throwing them away. California's organic waste law requires retailers to segregate organic waste to compost it and steer edible food to food banks. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, the Fleet Science Center has a new program to reach families in underserved communities. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The Fleet Science Center is starting a new program to reach families in underserved neighborhoods called Community Mornings. 
Education reporter M.G. Perez explains how. Children from San Isidro were the first to experience a new community morning Saturday at the Fleet Science Center in Balboa Park. For the rest of the year, the Fleet Center will pick specific Saturday mornings to invite families from specific neighborhoods that are traditionally underserved. There is free round-trip transportation, early admission before the center opens to the public, and access to all the exhibits and resources. Isabella Pacheco is a junior at San Isidro High School She has big career plans in science. I can help animals feel better, like being a veterinarian, but I also like to think about how I can help the environment. The next Saturday community morning event is for children from National City, August 26th. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Russian literature can be intimidating. Its dense volumes are filled with lots of suffering. But this summer, the Old Globe Theatre commissioned Crime and Punishment, a comedy. To find out how this classic tale of murder and morality became a 90-minute romp, arts reporter Beth Alcamando spoke with playwrights Gordon Greenberg and Steve Rosen. Stephen Gordon, you have created a show called Crime and Punishment, a comedy. Now, anyone familiar with Dostoevsky's novel knows it is not a comedy. It deals with murder and a young man who has committed a crime and suffers moral anguish from this. So how did the idea of turning this into a comedy come about? And Gordon, why don't you start? I think when Barry asked us to adapt a great piece of uh, world literature for the stage and gave us kind of free reign, to talk about different possibilities, we looked for what we thought was the grimmest and most serious piece of literature. Because as you know, the more seriously something takes itself, the easier it is to send it up. So that was our way in. And Steve? Well, we were also in the midst, really, of the pandemic had just sort of started. And as Gordon said, when Barry Edelstein reached out to say, we'd love you to adapt another classic work of literature to the stage in a in a funny way and the way that you guys like to do it, which is a sort of a hyper theatrical, small cast, lo-fi feeling way. We both were feeling uh, particularly probably trapped in our homes and uh, with the weight of the world upon us from all the things that were happening that were outside of our control. And so when we started sort of looking into the themes and the ideas in Crime and Punishment, it seemed like something we could use the moment we were in to try and express ourselves emotionally, but also a parallel to what what was happening to us and in the modern world. I saw that this was kind of a riff on... Russian literature in general. So how did you kind of pack all this into a 90-minute comedy? Well, we end up throwing in everything but the kitchen sink, as they say. Uh, Really, we looked for how to take the story of Rodia Raskolnikov, who's the uh, central protagonist of the original novel, and lift it to a world that lives a foot off the ground, as we say. So there are all kinds of crazy characters swirling around him, from the brothers Karamazov to the three sisters, and they show up in all manner of silly moments. However, I should say, not to sell this short, that this really does take the core of what that book was about and manifest it in a new version of the narrative that 
speaks to the idea that human experience is the same and that the ideas and challenges that the characters were facing them are still very much alive. Tell people what they can expect because you have a small group of actors playing a very large number of characters. They can expect a virtuosity on the stage of watching people change characters before their eyes. So it lives somewhere between Saturday Night Live and the Royal Shakespeare Company. Do you want to add anything to that, Steve? I think that you couldn't have said it better. No, it, it's, uh, you know, it's very theatrical. It celebrates the convention of theater. It's the kind of, the, you're, you can expect it to see something that you can only see in a theater, a story coming to life before your eyes, people changing characters on a dime, an amazing experience in the round as well. So that's one of the other fun challenges of this show and, and the joy in watching Gordon stage something where basically you can sit on any side of this and you're basically transplanted into the the world of Raskolnikov and the world that, that, that we've created here. And it's going to be a really fun night at the theater. That I know. That was playwright Steve Rosen and Gordon Greenberg speaking with arts reporter Beth Accomando. Crime and Punishment, a comedy, runs through August 20th at the Old Globes Theater in the Round. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a great Tuesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.